me getting up every day and wanting to even get out of bed is because I want to feel good and I want to feel happy. Yeah. And happiness to me comes in so many different ways. It's like just waking up next to my partner, walking the dog, uh, having a cup of tea, sitting down and seeing the sunrise. It's like those are the small things. Could uncover with Nick and Femi. This is <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. <laughs> as you can hear and as you can tell, we've got a whole new setup, a whole new sound system. We got a lot of uh a lot of sound. So when Nick talks a bit of I'm just gonna beep him out <laughs> and make sure he can't, he can't be heard anymore. Um, you know, when he says some stuff that is a bit sus, got that for him too. So we, <laughs> so we got the whole array of things right now. And um, yeah, so we got a little bit of a really, really sick setup right now. So Oh my gosh, that is actually too funny. <laughs> oh but you, oh, but like doing? we said to the people, like, you know, we're coming back post coronavirus. We're coming back with a vengeance. Ooh, small yeah. vengeance. Press the button. Wrong button. Go Nick, small vengeance. A vengeance? Yeah, small vengeance. Venge- this guy's got a test me. D-E-N-G-E-A. Vengeance. It spell it. Yeah, I spell it. V-E-N-G-E-A-N-C-E. You tried. But do you want to start... That is really great for some challenges. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a shit, there's a lit stuff here. All right. So uh, anyway, Nick, how you going, bro? Before we before we go straight into it, how you been, bro? It's been a long time since I've seen you in the flesh. I know. Now, I'm doing well, man. You know, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to, you know, be in your presence, family, because it's been such a long time since I've just felt your aura and stuff. So honestly, bro, like I wish I could say I missed you. <laughs> but but you did. It's, been a, it's, it's been a very... It's been a good three months, bro. Like the like way you were buzzing my phone during this coronavirus was crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. But look, fortunately for everybody here, this episode isn't about Nick. Um, <laughs> it's This one's really sick. And we always say that, like, look, obviously, um, every guest that we get in is amazing. But particularly, this gentleman that we have on right now is someone that is probably one of the highest achievers that we know. Definitely one of the highest achievers that we know. Like his story is ridiculous. Um, you know, he's just one of the kindest, realest people we know as well. And this is someone that we've had the honor to learn a lot from, mm-hmm. whether he realizes it or not. We've had the honor to learn a lot from in our own business journey, personal life journey and everything, right? This is the man, the legend, the myth. Mr. Jins, make some noise, bro. What's going on? <laughs> All those are pretty good, but like, I don't know if I'm a man, legend, or myth. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's it's good to be here, guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Oh, man. No worries, bro. Thanks I'm, for coming down. Dude, I love the setup. It's awesome. You guys definitely uh, yeah. done I mean, it. Kind of like a meal or something like that, but you yeah. know. I mean, Joe Rogan, he thinks he's a big guy because he's got a $100 million podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys will be getting your 200 million podcast in like, like easy. Days. I mean, look, if we don't, I want a refund for this studio. Like, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> 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 investment. 
I'm sure investment. Apple. I'm sure Apple will be tapping you guys on the shoulder. 100. percent We want Spotify want though. Spotify though. Spotify's got the money. Apple's a bit late to the table, but you know. Apple, Apple created the whole podcast thing. Yeah, Apple's got the money. Uh, Apple's got the money, but I don't know if they're investing in Apple Podcasts like that. They no, won't, but true, because of true. Spotify, because Spotify now they're gonna have to, yeah, yeah. Now they have to, they have they, to set they, up. Yeah. They did pay uh, Oprah Winfrey like half a billion dollars to have a show on uh, on Apple TV. What? What? Yeah, when they launched, uh, when they launched Apple TV, they had it, like Oprah and all these other stars come on, uh, Jennifer Aniston and whatever not, and they paid them like nearly a billion dollars in total. What? So I'm, I'm sure they've got a, f- a spare billion to throw you guys. <laughs> yeah, come sorry, on, man. Sorry, Apple Music. I'll sorry. take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to welcome you guys. No, we do want to uh, welcome you, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, man. Uh, that's better. Yeah. How you guys been? No, we've been really, really good, bro. Like, um, it's been a really, really difficult couple of months for everybody as mm. per usual. I mean, as per what everyone's been hearing for the last few months, but... We're glad to be finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and we can go back to doing what we do best, which is talking shit in the flesh. As opposed to talking shit on Zoom. On Zoom, not the same effect. It's, it's not, the, the, not the same effect. Unless you have one of those like uh, background effects that, you know. Yo, I remember one time we were doing like a group Zoom with like our t- with Oh, you're talking about that guy? And yeah, the guy yeah. came up with like hella different. Wait, uh, what happened? He, we had like a group call with all of our clients um, on Zoom. And this guy comes in, he's changing his his background like every three seconds, bro. Yeah. He's in space, he's in a library, he's in the room. He's taking the piss yeah, off. He's taking the piss off. <laughs> <of laughs> yeah. And then after he's like, all right, bro, later, I'm going to come. Yeah, he just left. He, he started recycling the background. He's like, nah, I've had enough. I don't have any more. Actually, he walks in, he's like, I wasn't even supposed to be in this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, probably not. He wasn't. And he realized that because he never came again. But uh, oh, uh, he's, he's probably he Zoom bombing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. But look, let's kind of get straight into it, bro. Um, obviously, we don't have much time here. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately but we'll unfortunately. make the most of it. Yeah. All right. So tell us, man, like obviously, Family didn't really kind of mention it in the intro, which I thought it was going to, but you're the founder, co-founder and CEO of this amazing cryptocurrency company. Was it In- Incense? Incense, yeah, that's Incent. right. Yeah. Tell us about no, that. Good homework, Nick. Like you... <laughs> Well, I said it. Yeah, 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 you got oh, that. You got I, that. I said it, no, you did get that at the end. To be fair, it wasn't even that long. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are having so much fun with that now. He's right? having too much fun with that. He needs to step away. So, so but Jim, talk to us about talk that. Talk to us about it. Yeah, in, it, yeah, it's good. So, incense, incense. It's a, uh, it's a global cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's purposely built to do rewards. So mm. the, the the premise comes um, from a, a long history of mine. I've always been wanting to help people grow financially and understand finances better. Uh, when I first did my first startup, uh, it was all about open banking. So I'm not sure if you guys know what open banking is. No, I don't. Uh, look, a lot of people in this country and around the world just don't. So open banking essentially allows you as a consumer to have 100% ownership of your banking data, transactions and whatever not. Um, so, so that other companies like fi- finance companies and fintech companies can help provide you better services. Mm. Uh, but in, in Australia, it, was, it's, it only just passed as, as, as a law. Mm. Um, but when I first started about 2014, 2015, uh, it was way too early. So I was, I was trying to do something that just didn't exist in this, in this country. Mm. But uh, when I met my co-founder, he, he came with this idea of using cryptocurrency to do essentially the same thing. And, and that's what we mm. built. We built a cryptocurrency that uh, allows people to earn it, uh, whether they're watching YouTube or streaming uh, stuff off Twitch, um, soon to be uh, earning it in, in, in computer games. You can play computer games and literally earn this cryptocurrency as you as you're playing it 
Um, you can earn it by shopping. You can, you can do the whole, whole raft of different things. Um, but the point is that it's an asset that you can keep and grow and become um, financially stable. Because like for me and to a lot of people that I know, finances are like the biggest stress in a person's life. Yeah. And um, I've, I've seen my friends go through financial stress, which is like deteriorated relationships. It's, it's made lives very hard. And you don't want to be in that situation where you're just constantly thinking, do I even have the money to do this thing or that thing? Mm. And in, in most cases, it, it could be like education. It could be like trying to better yourself or it could just be just having a, a nicer, relaxing life. And yeah. everyone deserves to have a good, happy, relaxing life. And it's uh, it's a shame to see people just struggle with it. Yeah. Um, so th th that, that's sort of the premise of it all. So more or less, it's when you spend, you earn as well. Yeah. So like that, that's the idea. Like mm. we, we're providing a platform that allows other companies to use our technology uh, to then reward their audiences or their users for whatever they want to audience uh, reward. So think of like a fitness app that wants to reward people for running their personal best, or uh, you could have a store or a club that wants to oh. uh, reward people for shopping more there. Um, it, it, it's a global currency that can then be used uh, to redeem for anything unlike uh, like frequent flyer points or credit card points that can only be sort of uh, locked in at, at, at you know, those particular retailers. Yeah. And that's sick. I'd imagine like back in the time, like Femi and I, we used to trade in cryptocurrency. Yeah. I had no idea what we were doing, <laughs> but we're like, we'll just chuck a thousand dollars and hope that it just doubles. I need my Dogecoin to come and find yeah. me work, <laughs> right? So I'd imagine, but I also know that during that time that a lot of people were quite like skeptical about, you know, cryptocurrency. They're like, oh, how's this going to work? Banks aren't going to improve it. Things like that. Ooh, yeah. And obviously from your side, being an entrepreneur, trying to do this startup in this field, introduce something new to Australia. How did you kind of deal with that pressure, even that backlash that, you know, when you go to like investors or go to pitch it to other people, they're like, nah, this is not going to work. Or I don't think about cryptocurrency or all those kind of things. Yeah, look, it, it, it's funny, right? So when I first met my co-founder, I actually did not believe in cryptocurrency either. Oh, wow. Oh, so I was just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. This looks like a, a Ponzi scheme. If, if mm. It sounds fake. But once I started understanding the, the, the mechanics of how it works and the benefits. So if you think about it, like a, a point system, like a, a frequent fly point system, um, let, let's just take uh, Qantas, for example. Qantas would define the value of the point. They would define... Um, how old or how the expiry date of the point they'll tell you exactly how you can use it and how you can't use it um, and they can revoke it from you if they wanted to mm. um, there's no transparency in any way for them to provide incentives to you say hey this this point is worth 20 cents or this worth is whatever like they don't tell you that so you're sort of held to held hostage to their desires mm. whereas a cryptocurrency mm. The biggest benefit is once it's out and available in the market, which in our case, our cryptocurrency is, uh, we don't own the cryptocurrency. We buy it freely off the market and there's a live price that anyone can Google. You can literally type in incent price in Google and it'll tell you the price real time. Um, and you have complete control over it. So once it's yours, it's yours. Oh. And if you don't want to use it on our platform, that's cool. You can take it off the platform, do whatever you want. You can exchange it for Bitcoin or you can exchange it for Australian dollars or US dollars. It gives you as a consumer freedom. And so trying to understand that when I, once I understood that like huge difference between like current sort of point loyalty systems and uh, today, what we're, what we're trying to do, I was like, 
yeah, this is hugely beneficial for the everyday person <laughs> because in that way you can, like, I, it was funny because I remember I, I went to U, the United States and I went to Calvin Klein and I bought a ton of stuff from there and I earned some Calvin Klein points. I then came back to Australia and I said, hey, I've got some Calvin Klein points that I earned from your store in the US. And they're like, no, no, we're two different stores. <laughs> like, but you're Calvin Klein. Like, yeah. What, yeah, 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 like, exactly. I, 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 for me, my perception is as a consumer that, Calvin Klein in the US and Calvin Klein in Australia are exactly the same. Exactly. exactly right. same brand, so same if, brand. I, if I'm buying something over there, then I'm technically loyal to your brand. Yeah. But you're not accepting my American points because for, for whatever reason. Whereas with a cryptocurrency, it's global by nature. There's no boundaries defined by geography. It's mm. a, the world is the world. Yeah. So if you earn it in one part of the world, you can spend it and use it in the other part of the world without any issues. Yeah. So that that benefit is huge and like as a global citizen that we are like you know we, we jump around from country to country we travel a lot now we, we like zoom and all these online mm. online services makes it easier for us to now talk and buy stuff why is geo geographical boundaries now keeping us sort of contained in how we want to spend our money or like earn our money or earn our loyalty like if if you buy nike are you saying you're only loyal to Nike America? It's like, <laughs> you, you're like, you're loyal to, you might be loyal to Nike just generally, right? Yeah, exactly. And the principles that it applies to. So it then shifts businesses focus from uh, a geography based thing to a values based and product and service based outcome. So uh, you know, if I take Nike, you buy into their lifestyle. You're not buying into being an American, you're buying into being a lifestyle, which is, I want to be the best. I want to be at the peak of my, at, at my existence. I want to push myself. Like that's their messaging. Right. And, and, and even recently, like the, the quality messaging, like that's, that's their values. So you're aligning to company brand values and you have to, as a consumer have the choice. Exactly. So when you understood that and you started to believe in that, mm. and you try to state that to other people, yeah. what was their kind of opinion on that? Well, that's the thing. Like if I like, a lot of people agree, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, this is this is great, and it's it's actually surprising to a lot of people to uh, to to know that the status quo of how businesses work with regards to loyalty and reward systems doesn't meet your expectations to what they should be doing. So it's 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 insane that even only up until five years ago that um, when you bought like a gift card, it had expiry dates and stuff on there. Mm. It's like I'm spending my money on you so that I could like buy a gift card that could be then used for a future future date purpose. Mm. Why, how could my money have an expiry on, on yeah. it? You know, <laughs> like it, 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 it's nuts. So, so I think what's happening is there's a realization that uh, brands are no longer isolated to one little area in the world. Um, they're global, like from day one, like you guys, as, as a, you guys are a brand yourself. Like you guys may have listeners all over the world. Right. And, uh, the issues and the discussions and topics you guys talk about aren't relevant to just like people in Australia or people in Sydney. Exactly. They're relevant to yeah. everyone in the world. So you're getting loyalty from all over. So all of a sudden you got to start thinking like that as well. Mm. So I want to take a step back because I understand what you're saying, but uh, you mentioned something that was really interesting to me. So you've been doing in business and startups for a long time. Yeah. Obviously incredibly taxing. You know oh yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know oh yeah. I mean? And we've been in business for a couple of years, but not nowhere near as long as you. Yeah. So I'm really interested to know what's your actual first of all, what's your business journey? And then let's just I want to touch on just one learning to start off and then we'll go from there if that's okay. Yeah, man. Uh look, I think 
That's a good one. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that running a business is like having a career compressed, like having a 20 year career compressed down into the period that you're doing business. So like for me, seven years so far, seven, eight years now, mm. I've genuinely felt like I've done 30 years worth of work. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just taxing on, 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 on my body, on my mind, on my mentality, on my, on my emotions. Cause it's, a lot of ups, or actually not a lot of ups, there's some ups, but there's actually a lot of downs. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. a lot of downs. Yeah, and cool. yeah. like you hear about like these overnight successes and these like overnight billionaires and stuff. And these guys have been working probably for 10 years yeah. to make it an overnight success. And no one really talks about the hardships that people go through. Like uh, I go home and I'm talking to my partner or to my family or to my friends. And they're the ones that are constantly hearing, oh man, I had a shit day today or this didn't work or I... I, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I, and, and you start creating this like doubt in your head that, oh shit, am I, am I doing this for the right reasons? Yeah. Or am I like, am I, what does success look like? And you start like asking all these questions and they, and it just grows on you. Cause like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and you're trying the best you can to make the decisions that you think are the best at the time. And then in, in hindsight you go, oh shit, you know, I should, I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that uh, running a business is, is it's one, it's full time. Um, two, it's, it is essentially uh, a career jam packed into uh, like a, like a standard career jam packed into a couple of days or a couple of, a couple of weeks. It's, like, it's nuts. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And the, these gray hairs didn't come because <laughs> I'm getting old and wise. Look, I'm 33, man. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> so why do it, man? Like, cause that's a, that's a real question because yeah. We're on that journey as well. And it's sometimes a question that we've got to ask ourselves consistently. Mm. And I don't think our, our business isn't at the same level as yours. Oh, and nah, you guys undersell yourselves. <laughs> nah, like we do well. I mean, look at me. I mean, look, <laughs> Forbes did write us as a, what, a, was a trillion dollar company or something? They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are great. I, I mean, look, <laughs> and if anyone wants a loan, you know. <laughs> No, but seriously, we like got that on record. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, make sure you cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, but like our business is a bit different, right? Like yeah. you're doing, you got like a full on, like a full on organization, right? Mm. So, I want to like on a serious note, though, like why do it, bro? Because it's obviously very, very difficult, and like you said, it's taxing on yourself mentally, physically. Why are you still on this journey and why didn't you do something that you could like, cause you've got a lot of experience. You've done a lot of stuff. You could easily walk into a, a you know what I mean? Like a top one, a fortune 500 company and be a general manager or a CEO if you wanted to. Mm. So why do you continue, you know, working 30 years worth of work in eight years? Yeah. Like why, why am I doing that? It's, it's cause I've, it's cause I have desire for change. Mm. And I think, I think, Anyone that really wants to see change happen can do it either themselves through a business or impact that change in the business that they work in. And if they really want to see something change, uh, you put your heart and soul and blood into it, right? For me, it was like I genuinely wanted to see people not worry about financial issues in any way. And I was, I was very fortunate to, be growing, to, have, to have grown up with parents that taught me the value of uh, financial prudence and uh, being able to take care of myself and what what it all means to grow wealth and and use that like I'm not I'm not like a, a millionaire in any in any sense but 
I genuinely live a life where I'm very privileged to be in a country like Australia and um, I can feed myself. I can, I have a house to live in. I can go on vacations. I don't have debt. I don't have issues in, in financial management. Uh, my partner and I are able to pay for a marriage without having assistance from other people. And like that, that's a, that's a very privileged position to be in. But unfortunately, a lot of people just can't get to that state. And for whatever reason, whether that was uh, lack of education, that they, they, they weren't in a good environment, and or they didn't, they didn't have people around them that, that, that taught them that, or quite frankly, they, they just didn't care or they didn't mm. see the value in it, right? So for me, it was like I just genuinely wanted to do something that I felt could be, could be the best use of my knowledge and skills and pass it on. So it's like, so why do you guys do your podcast? It's like, surely there's a, there's a deep down mm. desire to change something that you guys like, something's not right here. Something's, yes. something's not cool or, yeah. or something's not being talked about. Uh, and you, you want to remove that stigma or that negativity and say, hey guys, mental health, yeah. it's, it's real. Yes. It's, it's like, it's a real thing. Mm. And uh, men... Like we need to start talking about it. Women, we need to start talking about it. Together, we need to start talking about it and, and not make feel not make people feel like it's a bad thing. Yeah. And like how many times do you guys have a discussion with your friends about financial management? Like mm. how much like people are so scared and taboo to talk about how much yes. they earn or yeah. how they spend it. It's like th even your closest friends, I guarantee most people would not know anything about their financial management because it's too taboo. It's like, well, if you're going to start talking about your health and how you are, you know, financial management and understanding and helping people uh, to get out of any financial issues is the same as any mental health issue or is any same exactly. as any other issue as well. And actually leads leads to that as well. 100%. I was just about to say that. I was like, a lot of people have this kind of, um, this perception as that like, oh, if I talk about money, it means I'm obsessed with money. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, if I want more money, that means I'm a bad person or like I value the wrong things, which is just not the case. And I think that what you're saying is really, really interesting because I've had this discussion a lot of times with people that are really close with me because it's like, well, why do you work so hard? You're obsessed with money. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not actually. Even though I value money, like I value the fact that money does have its, has an influence and has an impact on people's life. We shouldn't be ignorant mm. to the fact that Without money, it's difficult to live a life of, of pure yeah. happiness. You, you, you've got to like, you've got to, you got to understand that um, money is a resource. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like any resource, whether it's food, coal, whatever it is, wood, it doesn't matter. You use it to get an outcome. Mm. Yeah. And it's not about saying I want the most money in the world. Mm. It's about how do you utilize it to help you become a better person or how have have a life that reduces your struggles just a little bit more because life isn't here to be struggle like you know you're, you're not here exactly. to like live a life of struggle you don't you don't go i want to wake up today and struggle through life today mm. it, you, you go i want to make my life a little bit better 100%. and make it happier so that i can feel good but do, you don't need billions of dollars to do that yes but what you do need is confidence and uh, understanding of making sure that you have enough money to take care of yourself yeah. and the people around you exactly and i think that there's a lot of this um there's a little bit of a badge of honor for struggling with money. It's like, I don't care about money. I don't care about it. And there's a badge of honor about the struggle mm. with that bit and without wanting to actually improve your position. And I think that that, is, that goes in, that ties really, really well with what we're seeing in the world in general, not just with money, 
but in people's lives there's a badge of honor of being busy there's a badge of honor yeah. of being oh like i'm i've got a lot to deal with i've got heaps i need to do and we don't realize that holding this struggle holding this weight on ourselves is not necessarily that beneficial if it's unnecessary we're just we're, we're leading ourselves into deeper states of depression deeper states of anxiety deeper states of of resentment to our own lives and our own situations because over a certain amount of time if you're a parent and you've been having children for 15 years or whatever and you haven't been able to confidently give them a meal every single day for 15 years you're eventually going to have resentment towards yourself yeah for sure and i even like I even like on that point as well because like I remember I was reading like like a stat or looking at some data and I know that like other top five or top ten like a lot of people go into like depression or um suffer from severe stress because of financial matters and I really like the point that you were talking about where you were saying that not enough people talk about it similar yeah. to the same thing that we're doing with mental health a lot of people don't talk about it and as a result of not talking about it that's when we start to see like declines in people's mental health mm. declining people's wellness you will so struggle I'm, with it yeah 100%. for sure so i'm curious like your thoughts about it right because obviously like you said there's this taboo or this stigma where finances is a very sensitive thing which i guess you know i guess it kind of is to an extent but i'm curious at your point what you think about people being a lot more open and vulnerable about talking about their finances do you would have a massive shift or do you think it's something that people can start talking about a lot more yeah for sure because like think think about it from a from, from mental health perspective mm -hmm. right uh even a decade ago it was it was still very taboo it, it is today still to a degree but mm -hmm. it's getting better yeah to have someone like especially a man say i'm feeling down or i'm feeling mm -hmm. um you know anxious or i'm feeling uh sad about something and pe people would look at that person and go oh that guy's weak or that guy's not strong enough and it's like that guy's not a man it's like well that's not that's not true everyone has feelings yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same with money as well like it, imagine it, it, it's actually really hard to have these this, these conversations because there's a lot of uh societal stigmas that says oh if i talk about money then either i'm a, a, a gold digger yeah. or a, <laughs> I, I don't have enough or whatever it is mm. but it's it's not about talking about how much you have it's like saying well, what 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 processes and things do you put in place what's your mentality and relationship with money to be able to help you help grow yourself and the family mm -hmm. so like when, I, when i'm with my partner um between us the first one of the first things we started discussing uh um, apart from all the other awesome things about life was well how do you manage money right mm -hmm. so like in my family for example we, we we come from a we come from india and and from a village and money and actually anything is seen as a as a community asset it's like uh, if you earn something you're actually earning for the family yeah, so yeah. my relationship to to money was well it's not i'm earning it for me i'm earning it for the benefit of my of my family my mom and dad and my brother and myself and together we're using it to to grow out to grow ourselves so then when i started talking to my partner about it um it, it was it, it was a bit foreign to her she's like oh well, that wasn't that's, that's not how i was raised i was like mm -hmm. money is like a thing that i just earn it's just for me and blah 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 and that might be right or wrong in in certain circumstances but it's it's having that open dialogue there are so many couples that probably never have that discussion yes right and you know th there's there's this like gender imbalance where one person is like the money manager and the other person is the money creator mm -hmm. um whether that's a guy or girl it doesn't matter 
there's, there's always that. And then people start creating resentment towards each other saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the one that's earning money and you're just out there spending it. Yes. Yeah, yes. It, and, 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 and it's like, well, actually you're earning it for each other and you're spending it for each other. And like, mm-hmm. that's how you grow a family, especially when you start having children. It's not like, it's not like one person goes off and earns the money and then says, well, you know, that kid over there we just, that we've just had, yeah. He's now consuming all of our money. It's <laughs> like, well, you guys made the choice to have a child, right? Yeah. Or no, whatever. But like, I, I think it really comes comes to having the strength to say to whoever it is, um, hey, um, how are you going with your finances? How, how do you manage? Do you save? How do you save? Like, what do you save for? Or like, do you have any uh, money put away? Uh, and, and something that we, like my partner and I done recently about a couple of months ago, is we we on our phone on our on our mobile app we actually now show each other our and I can show you guys so like I, I have no issues in showing this I'm yeah. like but we actually split everything up into buckets and we and we sh- and we actually publicly show to our friends and family hey this is this is how we save this is how much money we put on like towards our wedding this is how much money we put towards uh, like dinners or our dog mm. and uh, this is how much money that comes in and I split it like this because just like anything. Once you start talking about it and, and, and being comfortable talking about it, you remove the fear yeah. of saying, oh, shit, that guy's going to think bad if I don't earn enough. Yeah. But then you never look at your friends and go, oh, I earn more than him or I don't earn enough compared to that person, so I must be a less human being. Mm. It's like, no. <laughs> like, that's not the case. Like, exactly. Money is not the defi- de- definition of who you are. It's... The, it's how you act and how you behave that defines who you are. And money is just a resource, just like any other resource in this world. Yeah, like time, just like time. Like that's why we always try to, I guess like whenever we talk to our clients or even talk to ourselves, we try to like put money on the same level or the same pedestal as time. In my mm. opinion, time is way more valuable than uh, money. Time is the only resource you can't get back. Honestly, yeah. and that's the thing, but like people don't value time the way they value money, but it's like, yeah. it's the easiest comparison. But like, I think that people just have this over-glorified perception of money and finances. That's why there's a taboo on it because it's like, oh, can't talk about that sacred cup on the altar because yeah. it's, you know, it's so, 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 so important. But in reality, like you said, money is nothing more than a resource. You exchange your time or you do what exchange your time or your service or your product, whatever, for money to be able to buy shit that you want mm. or do things that you want. Like if you have a if you if you've got like this obsession with it, that's a different issue, yeah. very different issue. But if it's just wanting to have more so you can do more, like we need to start talking about that hundred percent because yeah. we're seeing a lot of people like even in our hospital, a lot of people are literally driving themselves into insanity because of finances because they're you know. 5k in debt and didn't tell anyone and now they're overwhelmed by it and now they're in big trouble with it now they're thinking there's no way out they're suicidal they want to kill themselves yeah and 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 that's that's the like the harsh reality yeah right Mm. it's 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 when people think that this is a their problem Mm. and that there's no solution and when you're drowning in anxiety and you're drowning in depression or when you're drowning in like these issues and it's surrounded by money it's it, it's like you're the only one you can talk to yourself mm-hmm. that's wrong it's like mm. you've got your friends there and your friends are not if they're really your friends and your family and they're not going to judge you for making uh, a decision that's happened in the past that may have led to like a couple of thousand dollars in debt yeah 
they would look at that and they go, look, how can we help you get out of that? Mm-hmm. And and that's not like throwing money back at them. It's <laughs> like saying, here's, take, here's, here's another loan for another 5,000 bucks. It's like, okay, let's put in practices and let's change your relationship yeah. with money so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not about like going off and get another 5,000 loan to go pay a gambling debt or whatever it is. It's, it's like saying, well, what are you doing in your lifestyle to actually put you into that situation in the first place? Like if, if you want to go, um, you know, race cars all day, that's cool. That's, 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 that's cool. And if you can afford it, that's cool. But if you can't afford it, then if you, and, and you're starting to like spend money on that and that's the only thing you're doing. And then now it's taking money out of your, your family life or your, your work or whatever it is that that's a problem and yeah. and and it, it's it's when people don't understand that there's actually people in your own circle that can help you directly that's when it becomes a, a mental health issue as well yeah and just quickly something just we will go we'll go a bit deeper i just want to touch on something that's really interesting that you said it's like people need to understand what it means to actually be able to afford something yeah just because you have the money to pay for it does not mean that you can afford it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I see all the time. Like you see so many people that have a thousand dollars in their bank account and shoes are $997 and they'll buy it yeah. because they have enough money and they think that, Oh, I can afford it. Mm. That's not the same thing yeah. at yeah. all. And I just wanted to say that because I see it so many times and it pisses me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so this is the thing. So like when I showed you, um, this. So this is actually a friend of mine. His name's Stacy, and he runs a company called Pova. And he, he has the same val- values that I have, which is how do I improve my relationship with money? Yeah. And it all comes down to understanding what you want. So it's like I, I love coffee. I love coffee every single day. And some people are like, oh, just drop your coffee, and then you save $5 a day. It's like, well, I don't want to lose my coffee because I like my coffee. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, well, can I afford to have coffee, but do I need to have two bottles of wine every week? Yeah. Well, I don't need, I don't like wine that much. So maybe I'll just cut back on wine once, once a week and then I can afford my coffee for the rest of the week. Yeah. So, so when, when I, when you, when you see my, like my banks, uh, my bank setup, it's, it's very clear cut. It's like coffee budget, my, like my food budget, my going out budget, my nice eating budget, my holiday budget, my, my Romeo dog budget, like my clothing budget. So I don't feel guilty. Actually, it was funny uh, when it was my birthday uh, two weeks ago. And Happy birthday, my thanks, man. mate. Happy birthday, bro. 33 now. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, on that day, my partner, she, we, went, we were just walking through the uh, Surrey Hills and then we saw this beautiful um, outfit. And I was like, oh, yeah, you should get it because like, I've got budget in my account that can account for that. And in two seconds we both like that's awesome like we're not feeling guilty there's no taboo it's like it's not a question of can we even afford this it's like well i've budgeted it yeah over the last couple of months i put a couple of dollars away or whatever it is that i've done and uh i can now make a completely guilt-free purchase and uh it's now providing something that my partner wanted yeah is that just on your app you just created different accounts so i i i i I'm not advocating, but like yeah. people, people think that I don't work for these guys. I don't work for Macquarie Bank, but I, I love Macquarie <laughs> yeah. Bank um, mainly because their app is awesome. Um, it allows you to o- open up multiple accounts. It's completely free. Um, there's no there's no monthly fees or anything like that. Oh, but the work. cool thing is, it, it's it's you can split money in different different ways. Um, it, it's it's such an awesome bank for that. Like they're not they're not traditionally like a consumer retail bank, but yeah. they're they're really pushing towards that. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I would advocate for them right now yeah. because 
what they provide is a pretty awesome solution. Yeah. But yeah, I don't work for them. Yeah. Yeah. Make that very clear. Yeah. The interest rates aren't great. Thanks for my car loan, Macquarie Leasing. <laughs> <laughs> but you raised such a good point when you were talking about that. When people, I tell you, when people tend to look at like their finances, going back to what Ben was talking about, like the first things that people want to cut out are things that they actually love and enjoy doing, but it costs a lot to actually yeah. live that life. And I think you raised a good point where you mentioned about the coffee. You're like, well, yes, I know I can drop my coffee. Maybe it's five bucks a day over the course of the week. It's like, what? 35 bucks over the week. But it's like, but I love that. Like that allows me to then be able to function in other yeah, areas of my life. It sure. allows me to do this. It allows me to do that. So I think that it's like, it's not really about kind of like that need versus want kind of thing, but it's like when you're spending your money, you kind of want to think about what does it actually bring to me? It's not about much that, that transaction on its own entirely, but it's like, what else does it do? Right. If it doesn't do anything else, like you're literally just buying it and it's just like whatever, you just stick it there, it means nothing to you. Then maybe that's another conversation that you might want to start having with yourself when it comes to looking at that holistic financial well-being. But yeah. I think that's a really, really good point that you spoke about. Like what does it actually do for me? And how does that how do I actually value for so this transaction? I, I I use a term now, conscious spending. Yeah. Mm. So what I mean by that, it's it's like do it's, it's sort of what you said. It's like, am I buying something with a conscious mindset? You, you get fallen into the trap of just sort of impulse buying stuff wherever yeah. you go, right? It could be online, it could be at the shop or whatever. And then you just accumulate this stuff at home. And you're like, what is this? Some, and, some, <laughs> yeah. and some people just get adrenaline of just buying stuff. Um, that is in, in itself, it's like, well, okay, let's let's assess that on, some, on, on a deeper level sort of thing. But I really push to my, myself, my partner and my friends, consciously buy something. Yeah. Like, understand what you're buying why you're buying it is it is it just is it is it for a one-off situation is it for like a longer term purpose it does, does it give you other benefits that are not uh, residual in the, in the in the physical tangible thing like coffee mm. like coffee for me i go to the coffee shop and i sit at the coffee shop and i chat to the barista i chat to the people in my local area so i've now i'm developing relationships as a result yeah. of people in, in with people around me mm. like for five bucks that's that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. good. That's, that's that's dollars well spent for yeah. me, to be quite frank. Um, would I go sit uh, at a pub and do that? Maybe, but like if if that if that's the same sort of thing that it gave it gave to me, then sure. Yeah. But it's understanding your life and what helps make you a better person. Exactly. And if 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 if, if you're spending money on things that don't make you a better person, then I'll be questioning what why why are you doing exactly. that. That's exactly like us. Like me and Femi, we like just like a couple of years ago, we signed up at a gym that's quite expensive. Mm. And that really kind of offers the exact same thing that you could do at a much cheaper gym. But it's like, what does it bring to us? It brings us happiness. I feel like I can actually, you know, socialize, build relationships. And it just puts me in that state of just being like, oh, like I'm just, I'm free from all the stresses that are happening in the world. Like this is my place to really just relax and time mm. to myself. Mm. So I think like conscious spending is a fantastic way to kind of put it. And for everybody that's listening, I think that it'd be really great for you guys to even just like reflect on your current expenditure and what you and your friends have been doing and really kind of adapt that habit of conscious spending. Because you've been, man, you've been saying so much gold in this podcast, but like I've really, really been loving it. That's right. It. And I know we've been talking a lot about finances and I'm just going to twist it a little bit different more to kind of talk about your kind of like personal life yeah, yeah. and what's actually happened. Cause I know that we met up a couple months ago, actually we were talking a lot about like the business, but how the business was kind of impacting you and all those kind of things. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like how was that whole kind of yeah, impact yeah. on your mental health? Yeah. So I guess, oof, this is, this is deep. So um, yeah, I guess, I guess good question. So I guess for me, it's like, I realized over the last uh, two or three years that I, 
I was falling into a trap of anxiety and depression. Um, a lot of it had to do with the workplace and a lot of it had to do with um, not really uh, addressing my own issue. Um, as a guy, it's like really hard to accept that th this is real and it's not until you start talking to somebody or talking to your family or friends that you go, shit, this is, this is what's causing me to um, feel negative or feel uh, down and depressed every single day. Like there were certain days where I'll just get up out of bed. Well, not even get up out of bed. I'm like, why the hell am I getting up for? Like, this is so hard. And um, I didn't realize that this was a, this was a symptom of uh, feeling anxious or feeling depression uh, about who I am and what I'm trying to do. And I think entrepreneurs generally uh, put a lot of hard pressures on themselves. They, 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 they raise the expectations so high. And uh, every single day you're, you're, you're sort of thinking to yourself, am I doing the best? And then mm. you just start realizing um, after like a lot of therapy and a lot of counseling, a lot of talking to friends that um, I'm doing the best I can. And like whether or not I achieve it or not doesn't mean that I'm unsuccessful or I'm successful or not. Mm. Actually, it was really interesting. I was talking to a mentor and um, I think, uh, uh, sorry, no, I think it, it's very important that anybody, irrespective if you're an entrepreneur or not, have a mentor that isn't working with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I'm very fortunate to have a, a few that are both older and my age and younger than me. Mm -hmm. um, and they always provide me excellent guidance. And I think for me, um, what I value in a mentor is that a mentor is a person that doesn't tell you what you should do. They ask you the questions of why you feel like that or why you made a decision. So then it turns everything back onto myself. So my mentor doesn't go, hey, Jins, you know, you should go do this. It's more like, okay, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. What made you think you needed to go down path A rather than path B? Or mm -hmm. what made you, what, what makes you feel like this since this has now happened? So well, whatever the situation is, that is what I think a good mentor does. It's they're not telling you what to do. They're just essentially rephrasing the question and asking you, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's very hard for you as an individual to just ask yourself that. And sometimes you just need someone else to ask you. So I was talking to my mentor and, he, and, I, asked, and I asked him, he's, a, he's like he's 65, 70 or something. He's CEO, retired now. But um, I said to him, how do you know you've lived a life of success or not? And he said, well, how do you define success? And it just stumped me because I was like, holy shit. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, how do I define success? Is it that I've grown a company? Is it is it that I'm now like is is it that my company's like worth billions of dollars, or is it like well, what what's the measure? And then I didn't have an answer for him on the on the day, but a, a few days ago I, I sent a message back and I said, success for me is is being able to wake up every morning feeling good, and that's it. Like that mm. feeling good, waking up and feeling good. And if I can achieve that, then I'm happy and I'm, I'm successful. And it's, it's not about if I have tons of money. It's not about if I'm driving an amazing car or wearing some cool clothes or even having a big business. It's like, can I wake up wherever I am in the world and go, this is a pretty freaking awesome day today. Mm -hmm. Like today is going to be great. And I, I can tell you that for the last couple of weeks, um, it, it's been up and down, but Definitely in the last two or three days, I've started to really realize 
but I, 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 I live a great life and I'm very fortunate. I'm very happy because I have friends and family and people that are supportive and caring. Um, and, and, and that's, that's my biggest like learning and I'm still, I'm still learning, but like, that's the biggest thing I've started to really understand. I love that, man. That's such a great answer. And I think like the, the gratitude element and the way you've kind of defined success is like a lot of people don't really look at it that way. Or even for me personally, when I kind of started getting into this journey, success for me was defined as, you know, I got to have all this money or this wealth. I got to be seen on all the big screens. And I kind of try to show up in my life. It's like, well, I have to kind of perceive myself as this kind of person. And like you said, I wasn't really happy. I wasn't feeling too good about myself. And I think that when people have that opportunity to kind of like just redefine what success means for them, redefine what it is that they're working so hard day in, day out for and what that actually means. Because like I said, a lot of the time we don't even do it. Mm. Like, you know, we're working so hard towards a goal, but we don't ask ourselves why are we even doing it? And then it just changes the game for everything. And I'd imagine that's changed the game for you dramatically. Ah, oh, for in sure. Your life. Yeah. So like how, what kind of steps or what was that kind of, what was that kind of transformation or realization like for you? So honestly, it was, it's just, it was just recently, like literally a week ago, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was huge because I started to understand, well, my purpose is more like my purpose. It's like, that's a big loaded word as well. But like mm. my, my, me getting up every day and wanting to even get out of bed is because I want to feel good and I want to feel happy. Yeah. And happiness to me comes in so many different ways. It's like just waking up next to my partner, walking the dog, uh, having a cup of tea, sitting down and seeing the sunrise. It's like, those are the small things, being able to solve a problem, whether it be a work problem or like a small little thing that I'm working on or a little mm. project that I'm working on. Though it, it's, it's looking forward to that and being able to then see something come out of that, a learning come out of that. Mm. So that was such a huge thing because I think growing up, especially through a business sort of lens, I, I thought success was like, I need to make this business like, a billion dollars and have like thousands of employees and mm. it's like well i know people that have been there and they're not happy mm. so is that successful for them or not it's like you can't die with your money you can't like exactly take that cash and the cars and the houses with you mm. so you you sort of like die sort of feeling with the last feelings that you have like whether that's like a long history of I've made my life great. I've made people around me feel good. That's the sort of the memories you want to have. And I, and I, I don't want to like wake up tomorrow and go, all right, well, my business is not a billion dollars. So now I'm a failure. It's like, well, that's, yeah, that's not the case. That's, that's exactly. Like, I've learned so much. I've, I've, I've given people some employment. I've helped people learn and become better uh, in skill sets. I come home and I'm learning more about my personal life and how that impacts my work and all that type of stuff. And, um, I'm now learning. I'm now. I'm starting. I've kicked off a a, a a health journey. I'm trying to really just really understand what health really means to me. Mm. Like, how does good good food and exercise and mental health and all that? How does that all gel together? Because mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm I'm not a health professional. Yeah. Um, and I want I want to learn that. So I'm now invigorated by learning what happiness is. And for me, it's like waking up knowing that I get to learn something every day and that makes me happy every single day. So that makes me successful. Yeah. So how do you find the balance, bro? Because I think that like, that's amazing. And I think that that's just so very, very difficult to achieve. Mm. So like, how do you find the balance or, you know, if, if it's only been a couple of days, what's your plan to be able to find the balance, to be able to be like, okay, well, 
you know what I mean? We want to be super happy, which is an amazing goal. But like, how does that yeah. actually, like, what's the reality of that? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. And like, like you know, people that are listening, they'll be like, oh man, I really want to answer right now. It's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. all, all, all I know is it, it's all like conscious buying or conscious spending. It's like, I'm trying to be more conscious of what I am yeah. doing. So even like, even coming here, it's like, I'm having a chat with you guys because I get to share consciously my thoughts. I get to build, I'm building a deep connection with you guys. I'm sharing and being vulnerable to you. You're now learning more. Your audience is learning more. Um, so I, like that, that makes me feel great. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm passing knowledge to you guys. So I guess like, maybe it's just like learning. It's just like, I guess it's, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what the actual action plan mm. is to be honest, but I, th I think it's around just being more conscious and present. Actually, no, I, I think I think I think I know what it is. So, mm. um, we've been, I don't know. Most people have been watching, maybe watching the Michael Jordan documentaries and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I think I think one thing really hit me hard was that there was a quote someone said in there that um, Jordan, no matter what he's doing, he's always in the present. present. Yeah. So he's always conscious of whatever he's doing. Like he's not thinking about the future. He's not like worrying about the past. He's like, okay, I'm here. I might be in a hospital helping make a kid feel good or I might be training on a basketball. I might be like, you know, sticking it into one of my teammates to, to work harder. I might be on on the on the court. I'm like taking about to take a free throw. But whatever it is, it's like he's there. Yeah. Right. And And like I can admit that. I've never been really good at just being present. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that was the biggest thing that struck me. I was like, holy shit. He, he's great, not because of you know, just, to, just of his pure athleticism and stuff like that, but like he's in the moment yeah. and he's always taking that and he's not worrying about the future and he's not worrying about the past. It's like, how do I, how do I affect the now? Mm. And that's something I know I don't do and I yeah. really need to do that. And that's, that's like, even now being here, like I've, I've like disconnected everything else around me. And it's like, I'm giving you guys my un undivided attention and like trying to really process everything in the now. Yeah. It's like, it's like being a dog, right? Dog, dogs, <laughs> dogs, are, yeah. if you think about it, like dog, dogs are like Super always in the now. Yeah. They never think about the future. They're never really worrying about what happened in the past. They're just like, I'm happy now. Yeah. Like if we're going to go for a walk, it's like, hell yeah, I'm going for a freaking walk right now. It's like, <laughs> the park's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, that's so serious, like so true. And I think that people have this perception of like, um, cause even myself, I can only speak for myself. And when I've been trying to be present, sometimes I feel like, oh, I can't be that present because it, like I feel silly ignoring the past and not planning for the future. I feel like, oh, I need to kind of have, cause obviously the, past is a historian which obviously impacts the way that we interact and obviously the future allows us to you know in the present we need to plan for the future because we're doing stuff for the future most of the time so it's like when i've been trying to be present i have these thoughts going through my mind constantly and i think that like i'm that's something i'm still trying to perfect in terms of presence because i'm like just like you just like everybody here is i'm a big thinker and big thinkers are often analyzing and which often goes into, you know, analyzing the past, but also thinking about fu also future pacing. So it's something that I've really, really, really struggled with. And I'll be just wanting to 
you know, soundboard and bounce off ideas with you. Like, how do you think that we can be more present? Because I think presence is something that is an amazing word, an amazing thing mm. to do. But I want to be like, okay, how do I do it? How do I actually do it? Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so actually, actually recently I've um, put some small little tactics in places. So I've, I've deleted a lot of apps off my phone mm. and I've turned notifications off completely. Yeah, And it sounds like maybe obvious to some people, but it might even sound stupid to others. But like having the phone around anywhere, it's like, it, it's a distraction. Because mm. like you're automatically thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating something to alert me. Mm. That's so true. And so, so you're not like, you're not like 100% <laughs> focused so on something yeah. else, right? You're like, I'm, I'm, my brain is still sitting there saying, I'm just waiting for that notification to pop up and then yeah. bam, it pops up and you like grab your phone and mm. you do something, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden you're, you're distracted. So you're not present in, 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 in whatever you're doing. Uh, I know that my partner and I, we, we, we now never bring our phones into the bedroom, mm. right? We used to always just have our phone right next to our bedside table. And now we don't even do that. We, we put our phone, we actually like tuck our phone to bed by putting it into a drawer <laughs> yeah. in another room. And I've been trying to do that so much, but I was like, I just, like, that's a hard thing for me. I'm like, I just can't put my phone away. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but yeah. um, it, it, it forces me personally to go, okay, the bedroom is for me to rest. It's for me to sleep. It's for me to like do my thing. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> but like, but but that that's what it's there for, right? It's not for me to check my phone notifications. Yeah, right. It, it, it's a very intimate, it's a very personal space. Yeah, and I want it to be like that. Yeah, it's like that with anything. So like, when I'm having family dinners, it's like we don't bring phones to the table. Yes, because I want to be talking to you i want to be talking to my brother i want to talk to my friends i want to who i'm whoever i'm with like i think there's things you can do is, is by identifying what distracts you and then just spending like even a day without that thing that distracts you yeah, yeah. so like i, I realized over the last couple of days when um i've just taken some time off work it's like cool like i'm now focused on my personal life and my physical like health and journey i'm like okay um what does that mean for me? Like getting up in the morning and then going for a walk without my phone or just like, just, just like looking at my dog, doing his thing, running around in the park. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm like fully immersed in that. Or yeah. when I meet someone at a cafe, I'm talking to them. Mm. I'm not looking at my phone. Like the, the phone one's such a simple thing that I think most people can do. Um, it's probably going to be very hard for a lot of people, but I think for me, it has helped so much yes. like just to uh, remove that distraction and the distractions could be anything it could yeah. be like not watching tv shows at a certain time or like i don't know like not going for a drive or i don't know whatever whatever that distraction yeah. might be like i don't, I don't, I don't, like, I don't yeah. know what other people do but like mm -hmm. for me it's it, like it was the phone so yeah. like for it's me to just get rid of well. apps and like turn off notifications huge improvement to my life yeah. to be honest massive bro and i think that a lot of people are and if anyone's got, got a, a mind like mine, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but once you get rid of the phone, there's going to be some other distraction or whatever it is. <laughs> and I think that that's true. But I think that the thing about the difference in this purpose is what you said in terms, in this process, what you said in terms of consciousness. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You've got to make a conscious effort that you're trying to be present. Yeah. Otherwise, 
Hell yeah, you're gonna you're gonna tell your friend. You're gonna distract by keys. Yeah, you're gonna get exactly. distracted by whatever. But if you're saying that, look, I'm making the steps to consciously eradicate distractions with a purpose to be more present. Yeah, it's a much more um, robust toolkit in, in way in the way you're gonna be able to approach your life in a distraction free manner. And I think that like as you were think as you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That's so true. And I think a really really good way that people could achieve their goals or be more present is setting that like a conscious um action plan for 60 days you know like mm. 60 days is the time estimated to be able to cultivate a habit and i think that if you take away all of this you, you identify your key distractions and then you put a conscious effort for 60 days i think that could be very very beneficial for people in order to be able to see themselves be more present because man presence is a huge something that i've been game changer ages and i really like the idea of like a 60 day action plan because i think that like when people like they got even though like we're not trying to like make this tangible but i think that people want to feel like they're working towards something and that's the only time that they're going to be able to actually fully see it through yeah and one of the big things that i've been trying to do that's really been helping me just as we've been soundboarding is just the simple act of just slowing down because i think that a lot of the times we're just always go 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 even when i'm like wake up it's like first thing you do is like get up and do something but i'm just really being Trying to take that time just to like just slow down for a little yeah, bit, like take that sure. additional second. Even like I've been meditating now, and it's part of meditation just to allow me a bit more like relaxed, a bit more conscious of my thinking. And even once I get out of that state of being, straight away I'm like, all right, let's go again. Mm. But it's like, well, like take a second, like slow down. You've just done this, like integrate for like at least another like three four minutes before you start your day yeah. same thing with eating i've noticed that when i'm eating i'm just trying to rush through it quickly quickly so i can move <laughs> right. on but it's like you're not able to enjoy it anymore. yeah just 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 slow down my, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's, it's, that's funny so it's like my, my first manager that i've ever worked for this was like 14 years ago um he told me because every time he asked me a question i'd just like jump at trying to answer it mm-hmm. and i i found out that I was just saying words, just like random <laughs> words. Because yeah. I was just trying, I was just trying to look good. Yeah. And then he he said, Jinzu, before you answer anything, just literally take five seconds to pause before you answer it." And at first, it sounds like forever. Yeah, like yeah. five seconds in your head's like, "Holy shit, this is so awkward." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it 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 genuinely gives you the time you need to just collectively think about. Oh, okay how should I answer this properly? Mm. And just slowly provide, like slowly talk through the answer mm. or whatever the response is. And that particular um, sort of advice has stuck in my head even to this day, like 14 years ago. And it's, it's still one of the most beneficial pieces of advice I've ever had. Yes. And I think that like, oh, sorry. We, that was me, sorry. Oh yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but I think that like, that's something that I've been really, really, trying to force myself to well not force i'm trying to really consciously initiate or mm. have in my in my life is that whole slowing down and i heard a quote that stuck with me for ages and i haven't been able to shake it and it's like the stakes are never as high as you think they are mm. which means that basically in life we think that all of our decisions we need to go so fast. We need to do so much. We have to accomplish so much because we think the stakes are so grave. Mm. But in reality, they're usually not. If it's not necessarily about your health or whatever like that, then the stakes are really not that high. Mm. Do you need to 
quickly scoff down your food and smash it all out? Probably not, no. Do you need to rush in a conversation? If you do take five seconds and that person thinks it's awkward, are they going to kill you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, are they going to... Exactly. Like, we have it in this it, like this perception in our heads that it's just such a... Like, like, everything is such a big deal. But in reality, it's actually not, man. And I think that, like, I've been really practicing giving myself the, the, the space and the grace to be able to just realize that, like, it's not that deep i can make mistakes mm. and i can i can do what i kind of want to do in my life and i want to i can have that space to be able to just take the time and say no to stuff and really because there was a long time when i was never saying no and it was and which is a which is a big problem for entrepreneurs and and people that are just generally trying to do better in life you say yes to everything but like i realized that like saying no is not going to derail my journey even if it does if it takes extra year is that that big of a deal? No. Mm. So something that like I've I really wanted to share with people is that like in life most of the time the stakes are never as high as we think they are. I love that, man. Yeah, this this comes back to like everyone's personal definition of success. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like as entrepreneurs, everyone has wants like it's, it's actually the same. So like everyone wants the best for their company or mm. the best for their thing or mm. best outcome or maybe in growth some money or whatever or not. But like. What does real success really mean to you? Like, if you start a company and it failed, is that like failed? As in, like it it, it didn't get to where it needed to go? Is that su- unsuccessful? Well, it's not because like I've personally learned a lot of things. Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've, like I'll be three years better than I was three years ago. Yeah, right. I've I've gone through. I've learned uh, what not to do. I've learned what to do. I've learned uh, new skills. Yeah, in hindsight, that's that's pretty successful. I've, yeah. I've personally grown as a human being and and, 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 and as an employer or as an or entrepreneur, and that, that's amazing. Yeah, man, 100%. This was so awesome, man. I really, really enjoyed this podcast, this episode. Yeah. So much wisdom, man. Like, I don't know if you know it, but I've <laughs> no. shared so much. Like, me personally, I've actually learned so much. And, like, if you notice, we didn't – no preparation. We literally just came here just like, look, let's just have a just chat. Try. Yeah. And just – Genuine curiosity, man, and so much learnings that I'm actually going to be applying to my life, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will as well. That will really make a big difference in their life. Well, for me, it's like I learn every every single day. So even coming here and chatting, it's like how do I talk about things? And I think Mm. it's totally okay to be vulnerable and talk about things that you're, you know, that people don't normally talk about, like Mm. money, growth, you know, talking about feelings, anxiety, depression. Like these aren't things that. You just strike up a conversation at a bar and yeah, say, exactly "Hey, right. what's up?" <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've uh, I've been suffering anxiety today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like we don't say that. And yeah. it was actually funny. I saw, I saw I saw a really good um picture that a friend posted on Instagram the other day. Uh, it was like instead of saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Um, start asking other questions like, uh, "What's in your What's in your head today?" Like, mm. how, well, did you have any problems that you couldn't solve today?" Or like asking them a bit something like a second level deeper question. Yeah, and it's amazing how many how the responses people would provide you because like if i said to you like at the start of this thing you know what's been in your head man like what's on your mind what's on your mind Mm. it's been so much yeah and then that relationship grows straight away like you've now got this stronger bond and you know that bond might only be for a couple of years or whatever whatever but like you've got that connection i love that that's so true I think that that's something that even it's so funny that you said that because I was watching this um this interview I can't remember who it was with but it was like this I don't know like uh, what's his name 
Anyway, some some like uh, mm. CEO, some something I was watching, right? And then somebody asked him, "What's on your mind?" And he he's this big successful guy, and it stopped him in his tracks. And he's like, "What is on my mind?" And it's like so many people come into like ask us like bullshit questions, more or less, that don't get us thinking. And it's like it it doesn't allow that relationship, and it doesn't allow us to actually build that connection because there's no way that you can really help someone or be there for someone if there's no relationship there yeah for sure so if so it's like yeah and, it, and straight away it's just it really just hit me when you said that. It's like, it's like that's so true like we need to be asking questions that have substance yeah like we're we're, we're, we're culture of like surface yeah very superficial culture that needs to be broken and we need to be change agents in the in this chain in that um in this process which i think is an amazing thing to bring up yeah, yeah. for sure and that like you know I, I, I reckon you guys i do this i'm gonna do this all the time now it's like instead of asking hey how's it going it's like hey man how, like what's on your mind today like well, what's, on, what's been on your mind for last week mm. and you'll be so I, I i've already been surprised with the answers that I, i've yeah. had with my friends so yeah once you guys start asking your friends, I'm sure you'd be like, shit, this is... This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is going to be intense, but at the same time, it's like, they're my friends. Yeah, it's exactly like, right. Like, I'm, That's what I'm here for. I'm yeah, meant to know this shit. Like, yeah. otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's the point of having a relationship if you don't, mm. if you don't know them? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. what we're going to do now, actually, just to kind of wrap things up, because yeah. <laughs> so much, so good, but we're going to keep it all. We're gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. Oh, here we go. Just five simple questions, short and sweet. Yep. Nothing too much. Um, I get Femi to bring it up and we'll kick it off. All right, ready? All right. One one word, one sentence, no explanation, Ooh. no matter what, okay? All right. Favorite movie? Top Gun. Don't. Favorite travel destination? That I've been to or want to go to? Answer both. Mm, I wanna to go to Morocco. Okay. Uh, favorite travel destination so far is probably Colombia. Oh, shh. Arriba, arriba, arriba. Kulo, kulo, mucho kulo. All right. Most important thing in your life, and I don't mean people, pets, or electronics, like the thing. Uh, my notebook. Yeah, it's dope. I'm gonna ask you about that afterwards. <laughs> uh, most, what's the most attractive quality in someone? Romantic or platonic? Confidence. Okay. Yes. And, and like, you know, I hear girls say this to guys a lot. Mm. Like, I'm very attracted to confident guys, but I'm also very attracted to confident women. Yeah. And like, my partner is very confident, and I just love anyone that's confident because it doesn't matter if you're like the best at whatever, or yeah. if you're like something else. It's like. If you're confident in whatever you're doing, it just projects that you feel good about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you have you feel that you have self worth and you feel great and you feel positive. And I want to be around that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, confidence. It's amazing. Yeah. And if you, we've said a lot, but this one is the big one. What's your number one tip or advice for life? Hmm. I'll probably say. Figure out how you define success and then live towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. 
always killing my shine. I always lift it up, man. Yeah, no, you guys are going good. Could have been very did. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, Jens, man, like this was such an incredible podcast. I, I really just want to honor you. It was having a very eerie feel to it. You're getting really, you're loving that. You're loving that. It was nice though. On this day. I was gonna say, when when are you guys starting your radio station now? We we honestly should. I'm showing you right now. Like, I feel like if you guys want to hear us do like lots of different segments, like once a week, two hours. Yeah, I mean, Don't get a guess. Them, we're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah, yeah you know what? It doesn't matter what you guys say. We'll do it anyway. You guys should start a comedy thing because I've always wanted to do some comedy on my Yo, own. Yo, I'm like, telling I'm you, we actually should do a show like for two hours where we have all the different parts of our personality: business, comedy, yeah. mental should health. We do like a Tory Lanez thing. What? For sure. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. That'd be sick. Nah, but like, that's a sick idea though. Like we actually should like just a couple of hours come through and have different segments. And even from the mental health part, we can chop that and make that into our podcast. And then we can release that with full version as well. Uh, there's, so many, there's so much think, there's so much hate coming. Yeah, there is, there is, there is, there is. There is but honestly, James Bird, like, thank you so much for coming down, man. This has been an incredible episode. For people that like, you know, they found value and they want to kind of connect with you, where do you think are the best platforms for people to reach out to you? Honestly, hit me up on Instagram because it's, it's uh, I think it's Jinzy underscore. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I I'm, I'm, I'm like the only Jins on Instagram, so I'm pretty sure you're going to find me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And you know where to find us, obviously, and Instagram at Nick and Femi. Can we go in again? And at YouTube at Nick and Femi. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate yeah. it. Now, this has been absolutely. Oh, yeah. s- oh, wait, wait, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, this has been amazing. And I really, really about? loved it. Huh? What are you pressing that one about? I'm swearing, bro. I don't want to hear <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I really, really loved it. I think it's been amazing. Um, I think this episode has been a really, 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 really impactful. Mm. Um, episode on so many levels so many learnings so many mm. people to come in not expecting to learn like so much about finances i've learned so much about life and reality that i've learned as well me personally so i think that a lot of our audience is going to learn a lot as well so um with that being said thank you thank you guys i really appreciate it it's yes, been awesome uh, all right guys peace and love and i will see you guys in the next episode <laughs>